You're listening to Session Zero, a D&D podcast for new dungeon masters learning to dungeon master their first Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I'm your host, Sean. And I'm your host, Andre. This session, we talk about everything you physically need to run and play the game. We'll be talking about what the DM needs, what the player needs, character sheets, and what you don't actually need, but is also useful anyway. For example, whips. They're, uh, they're useful, but not really needed. So there are some basics everyone will need. Pen, paper, or notebook, or the digital equivalent, and some funny-looking dice. Dungeons and Dragons is played with a core set of seven different sided dice. The king among them being the D20, a 20 sided dice. Do not expect your players to know the difference shaped dice. It's a really simple naming system where D means dice and the number equates to the number of sides a dice have and the highest number it can roll. But for some people, it's a different language. You may as well be speaking Dwarvish. A suggestion for your first session is if you and your players are new, only get them to use the d20. It's the dice rolled the most often, it relates to everything on their character sheets, and it's the core of everything you need your players to understand. Now this may feel like dumbing down a system, and you'd be right, it is, but it does limit the learning load. And it also stops the alluring dice becoming a distraction, and it may prevent choking hazards. Once you get into the second session, you can expand and use more dice then. Sean, how many people have you seen choking on dice? Way too many. How many is too many? One is too many. It ruined the session, not to mention the carpet, and that dice never rolled the same again. Oh, poor dice. Mm-hmm. Hobby game retailers are the best place to find these choking hazards. They come in all different shapes and sizes, but funny enough, not different flavours. Cheap sets will do to begin with, and ideally you want a dice for every player. Though, in the beginning, it is more likely you'll all be sharing. Quick side note, quick side note. Have you seen my new dice? Um, here, here, no, hold on, I've got them here. here, here. Oh, not, not, Check them out. Oh, oh, Glows in the oh, dark. Oh, yeah. yeah. See that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and this one, and this one. Oh. There, that's metal. Oh. That's good. Um, uh, Sean, uh, not now, buddy. The listeners don't care about your new dice. Mm-hmm. In fact, dice are cool, but no one cares when you get new ones. They just pretend to care. <clears throat> That's some cold hard facts, man. Cold and hard. Well, this is a DM's guide for beginners. We have to give it to them straight. So we have dice. Then you're gonna need rules. There are three foundation books for D&D. The Player's Handbook, the Monster's Manual, and the Dungeon Master's Guide. And that is the order you should buy them in. Player's Handbook, Monster's Manual, and Dungeon Master's Guide. Strangely enough, The Dungeon Master's Guide is the last book you should invest in. You do not need to have this book in order to run the game. I wish someone had told me that. I mean, I probably would have bought the book anyway, but it would be nice to have been told. If you want to go super budget, you don't even need to purchase a book, because there are free rules online at the official D&D website. The medium you choose to obtain the rules is up to you. Hard copies have a presence and are great coasters on the table, but digital versions are much easier to carry in your pocket. Next, you're going to need an adventure. We recommend your adventure is a pre-written beginner's adventure designed for new DMs. There is so much to take on and get used to with D&D that we're big advocates of taking the barriers out of the way. 
If you design and write your own adventure to begin with, it just means that's more time that you're not dungeon mastering, and it will put a bigger load on your plate when you do. As Dungeon Masters armed with an adventure and rules and dice, you have all the things you need for the game. Give me all my stuff! Now, it's time for your players. Character Sheets. The character sheet is the player's control panel. It's their keyboard or console, control for playing D&D. The sheet has everything they need to know about the person they will be inhabiting in the game. At a first glance, it's a complicated, daunting mess. Doesn't get much better on the second or third or tenth glance. Trust us, we're scientists. No, we're not. But we did do a study. Nope. No, we didn't. The character sheet is at the heart of what your players will be doing, so we'll be speaking about them throughout the series. The creation of a character is one of the most fulfilling aspects of D&D, but our recommendation is to use pre-generated characters. These are characters that have already been made up and are ready to go. It's like getting a child, but they can already walk, talk, and go to work. The reason we recommend this is the same reason we recommend using pre-written adventures. It allows you to hit the game running. It will be a better experience for your first session to be in the adventure rather than wading through the intricacies of character creation. From the moment they arrive, your players will already have characters that they can start enjoying. Or at least start arguing about. Yeah, there, there is that. Yeah, um, they argue yeah. a lot. Hmm. Uh, the Dungeon Master screen is normally a folded piece of cardboard with the rules references on one side and a kick-ass image on the other. It's designed to give the Dungeon Master privacy at the table, a place to put their notes and information away from the curious eyes of their players. But do you need one? Yes. Yes, you do. Not only does the screen create privacy, it also sets the scene. It helps build mystique, and it reinforces the Dungeon Master's authority. It's a subtle, super helpful tool for every DM. But they are expensive, and it can be cut if you want to save a bit of coin. There is no shame in using a bit of cardboard or a makeshift screen to begin with. That's what I did. I used the box lid of the starter set. It was rubbish. It kept falling down. But it was a screen when it was up. This brings us to location. The main thing to consider here is to make sure you have a space big enough to seat your group. You want someone with good lighting, where you can be uninterrupted, where you can hear each other, and where you're free to make a reasonable amount of noise. Dungeons and Dragons isn't a Larry game, but it can get heated and players do get excitable, if you're doing it right. Now, my favourite subject, food and the toilet. It will take two to four hours to play a session, depending on the group. It's a fair amount of time. It's not great if someone needs to go and the facilities are gross. Now, you need to clean that basin before you play D&D or find a place that, you know, has a nice looking toilet. And if you need to go out for like a 30 minute food run, that is wasting time. Make sure you've got your food, you've got your toilets, boom. Going die hard is the behavior of buying all the dice, getting all the core rule books, buying a DM screen, getting all the digital support tools, investing in a pre-written adventure, getting maps, miniatures, terrain, the t-shirt, mugs, a bedspread, undies, and mail order friends. It can be a real financial burden. But you don't need to fork out all that cash. You can get the rules for free online. Use online digital dice and get any pen and paper from any respectable workplace. However, it is recommended that you do invest in something. Either a starter set, or the player's handbook, or at least some dice. If you do not feel ready to pay some of your hard-earned money on something for the game, 
then maybe you're not ready to dungeon master your first adventure just yet. Running a game for your friends does take some commitment, and buying yourself something is a sign to yourself that you have the commitment to make it work. And it's nice to get something new. Go on, it's yourself a treat. Get one of them nice, shiny, brand specking new D&D starter sets. We haven't included miniatures, battle maps, or terrain in the things that you need. They are fun and very handy, but not necessary. These are the things you can add to your playing experience over time, and there are many that once these things are added, they'll never play the game without them. But, for your beginning session, you do not need any of that. So, in short, the things you need to play D&D are a place you can make your own noise, and a starter set. Done. Maybe we should have just said that in the beginning. Our next session is all about preparation, so we've called it Preparation 1. I know, snazzy title. Thank you for listening to Session Zero, a D&D podcast for new DMs learning to run their first D&D adventure. I've been your host, Andre. And I've been your host, Sean. Don't die hard, die fun. Ah, that's terrible. I know, I won't work on it. Ruby? Ruby, you know this is a stealth mission, right? Of course. I'm a rock. I'm a stealth I can buy. Then why are you wearing a flashing neon shirt that says concert tomorrow night in the village? The whole hillside can see us. Yes, but I couldn't afford posters. <laughs>